don't forget to join my Discord. It's free. It's the best uh, like chat community you can find where you just get on and there's 650 plus right now. People waiting around to, to mock draft, to talk fantasy football, to help you with your trade analysis. Um, it is the fastest growing community I have on all my social media platforms. It's Discord. It's at smitty1.com. Click the blue Discord button once you get on smitty1.com and join for free. And I'm going to probably lock it down eventually uh, to keep quality versus quantity. So even if you just do football like in August, like get on there and grab a spot now before I lock it down and offer it just to sleeperu.com members at some point. Because that probably will happen. It's getting pretty, pretty big, pretty fast. And I want to make sure we control the amount of uh, people we have just sitting in there. That they're all quality people like they are right now. And I have an exclusive mock draft club uh, where you can mock draft uh, with only serious people that have been approved by the forum moderators, the Discord moderators. And and so you basically, you know, have a, a, a quality group of quality. It's quality on top of quality uh, filtered down to people that we know have drafted well. They're not going to screw up mock drafts. And it's kind of a limited, like, like exclusive club. So when I go live on smitty1.com on my YouTube channel, I, I'm dropping the link in that group nine times out of ten. So you want to be in the group because if you are, you're going to get into the YouTube uh, mock draft. So <laughs> that is the place to be, the most sought after probably location in fantasy football. Into the mock draft club that's inside my free Discord. It's layers upon layers of goodness. And let's get into the, the football content. Today's been kind of a an odd day. I, I've been creating videos on YouTube um, pretty much almost every day. You know, I'll go a, I'll go a day where maybe a day and a half where there's not a video or something like that. So, like, I stretch it out sometimes like 36 hours or 40 hours between videos. Um, I'll do a live stream, which will then post on the channel as one video. Um, so I'm constantly trying to create content, um, on the fly too. You know, like I'm, I plan a live stream sometimes. Yeah, uh, I do, especially during the year, Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays and Sundays are all live, live stream days. Um, during the off season though, I love the flexibility and the creativity and the, the no schedule. I literally love and live for the off season more so than the in season. I love watching football, but I mean, in terms of creating content, content creation, off season, 10,000 times more fun from a creator standpoint than the in season when you're asking uh, or answering 50, 50 start bench calls all day long um, and doing, doing timely stuff that literally is the hardest thing to predict. Like is really a better start than AJ Brown, you know, or, do I start Justin Herbert or Josh Allen? Do I start, uh, you know, uh, Tunyon or uh, Hunter Henry? And then Hunter Henry has a, a monster game and Tunyon has this one bad. Like, that's the in-season stuff for, for a content creator. love watching the game. I love watching the predictions unfold and, and come to come to fruition. But uh, it's definitely a different type of content creating environment. Right now, I love it. Like, last night, I was like, you know what? I'm doing a top 50 mock draft. I'm doing it. And I filmed it, and it's on smitty1.com. So go watch my latest YouTube show 
uh, where I break down the top 50 overall one player at a time in a one man mock draft led by yours truly. And so I just bust through a four round mock draft, like pausing at every single pick and breaking it down. It's like a 20, I don't know, I'm sure it's like a 22 to 25 minute video and it's, it's lit. It's great. And I think it's probably the best content I've created yet because it has so much information about 50 straight players or 48 straight players in one video in one sitting fast paced, you know, not dragged out or anything. So that content's up there. What I love though, is that spur of the moment, I'm like, I'm making a psychology video, you know, I'm going to make a, how does, how does this happen? Or how do you psychology behind this when it comes to trading? So I'm going to create, uh, I think another one of the psychology series videos here in the next couple days or hours even, uh, depends on, on my mood. Um, I, as I mentioned at the top of this discord, I I've been living in my discord the last couple of days, um, throughout the day at least. And I got to tell you, man, I, I know this sounds like a, a sales, uh, pitch in a way, or, you know, he's interrupting the fantasy football content creation, uh, to discuss a product he has, but I'm, I'm genuinely telling you. I, there is no faster growing platform that I have on, on social media because Discord to me is social media uh, than Discord. Discord, and it's such a good group of people. You know, we have amazing mods that are helping me weed out some of the bad apples because when you have a growing platform like that, you're always going to have haters and bad apples. And, and so the mods have been doing an amazing job. Uh, we've created a, an exclusive mock draft group like you just heard me ex- explain at the top of the podcast and that thing is just like everybody wants in and I understand why and it's it's awesome you know there's like 50 people in this group so far the discord has a 650 plus but of those 650 plus we narrowed another level of people down to our one and only exclusive channel that's locked you know, so it's free to get into the Discord, and then this this extra channel called the Mock Draft Club is locked until you get uh, plucked from the the group at random based on your amazingness and all the contribution you lay down on a daily basis in the Discord. Meaning, you are an awesome Discord member. You're gonna get into the Mock Draft Club, like plain and simple. So, if you want to be in the Mock Draft Club, get over there and and jump into the conversations become a, a useful member of the fantasy football show discord community become awesome drop awesome knowledge be positive don't be negative nancy be positive and you'll get plucked uh into the the mock draft heavens at random so know that um this this podcast is just basically like i don't know what the heck i'm talking about on this one i think i'm just going to randomly tell you about what's going on with the show what's going on with my, my mindset, who I'm thinking about making a video about, because that tells you where my mind's going from a fantasy content creation standpoint, which kind of tells you who I'm thinking's on the rise, who I'm thinking's on the decline, who I'm thinking needs to be talked about. And I think that's pretty valuable. So I think that's what I'm going to do on this entire episode. Um, and let me know what you guys want from, from a podcast standpoint. Like, Sometimes I will repurpose a YouTube video into an audio form piece of content. And that's because I get asked to, not because I'm lazy 
or I just want to cover eight different bases with one video. Like that's what a lot of shows do. They repurpose their stuff without any kind of uh, plan of attack or, or meaning behind the content. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing that because I ask people, people ask me all the time, Hey, Smitty, when's last night's YouTube show going to hit, hit Spotify or, or Apple uh, podcast? Because I'm working my long shift and I listen to all your videos while I work. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Um, on, on the podcast. So, like, that's why I add, you know, the, the awesome videos, audio style, onto the podcast platform. But my question to you guys, and the way you can answer this, is through a, a DM on Instagram, a comment on Instagram, uh, in my Discord, in the other, the channel that's titled Other, uh, in an email, if you want, you can go to sleeperu.com. If you're a member, you know how to contact me. If you aren't a member, you can just click the contact us at the bottom. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from a lot of you. So please take the time to do this. And it'll give us a chance to to meet if we haven't. Or if we have, just catch up. But um, tell me what podcast content you want. Do you want stuff like this? Randomly talking about the business, but not from some boring uh, crazy, boring perspective, like, let me tell you about your business and how I, I like, I'm literally just like describing my day, you know, like, Hey, and, and, and in that is content, like, Hey, describing my day. Um, you know, Aaron Jones is being talked about as number 14 or 15 overall and mock draft after mock draft after mock draft, which we do a ton of at smitty1.com on my, on my YouTube channel, the fantasy football show. And, and that's content. I'm starting to realize, you know, this is an example that Aaron Jones needs to be discussed because 14 overall seems kind of high for an injury prone player. that doesn't even have a home yet. Or some of you recently have been a little concerned over Devonte Adams. And this is natural when a player goes out the way that, that, that A-Rod and the Packers did, um, you know, if they would have won that last game and they walk into the Super Bowl and A-Rod throws 500 yards and five TDs in the Super Bowl, no one's concerned about Adams in 2021 and beyond. I don't even care. They're like, this, this is – A-Rod's living forever. Um, but now that A-Rod struggled his last game, even though he had an amazing year, even though Devontae Adams didn't absolutely go nuts um, but has all year, Everyone's talking about, well, what if A-Rod's not in Green Bay? If they would have won the Super Bowl, no one would be posing the question, is A-Rod going to be in Green Bay? But now everybody thinks Green Bay is not like a likely destination or a, a continued uh, uh, place of, of abode for A-Rod, and that's not the case. A-Rod is more likely to stay in Green Bay than to go elsewhere. That's just facts. 
not only does A-Rod truly, I think, based on his comments, want to stay in Green Bay more so than leave. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's going to be tough for the Packers and A-Rod to part ways, in my opinion. So, you know, everybody talking about how this is, you know, where's A-Rod going to be? What's Devontae Adams going to do? How is Devontae Adams going to thrive without A-Rod? I don't think that will be the case whatsoever in 2021. Um, I think everyone's speculating because it's fun to speculate. But Aaron Rodgers is definitely wanting to stay. He's got rapport with... uh, Devontae Adams that you just can't find elsewhere. He's got structure. He's got a fan base. He's got history. And I know you could say the same thing about Brady, but Brady Brady did want to go elsewhere and win a championship. I'm not saying that Rodgers might not have that kind of, um, you know, desire down deep, but it's like, uh, it's, it's a lot more unlikely envisioning Rodgers leaving Green Bay than it was Brady leaving New England. Um, And there's always that debate, you know, Belichick versus Brady, Brady versus Belichick. There are so many different levels to that um, potential departure and and divorce between the two. There's just not that that kind of pressure and and competition and and news and buzz around Rodgers and his coaching staff and all that. Rodgers, Rodgers wants to stay. And when they drafted Love last year, everybody freaked out and, and thought that that was going to make Rodgers want to leave. It was going to damage the relationship. Look, when you do what Rodgers just did, they're not concerned about Love anymore. They made a mistake. They, they, I mean, they drafted a quarterback just in case. It wasn't a horrible move. They should have grabbed a receiver to help A-Rod do what he just did in 2020 without a receiver. <laughs> You know, they need to draft a wide receiver, a high-name, high-top-dog, top-dollar wide receiver in this 2021 draft to finally give Rodgers more support. And, you know, in case Adams went down, they have a big-name guy ready to step in. They should have drafted Claypool last year. That was the guy I predicted would land there based on logic, but logic gets thrown out the window on NFL draft day. You know that. But A-Rod, A-Rod's not, I don't think A-Rod's going anywhere. And I think that, that, I think that people need to realize that, or at least assume that that's a higher likely uh, scenario than him leaving. But we'll see. We will see. And uh, certainly if, if Devontae Adams did not have Aaron Rodgers, there would be, some concern that he would be as good, obviously, as before. No question about it. It's something to think about. But if you're drafting today, I don't. I think you have to assume that that everything will be the same in 2021. And he's 37 years old. He's not 
45. Um, look at Tom Brady in his 40s. If you don't think A-Rod can throw the football at an elite level till 39 turning 40, but what, Brady can do it into, everyone thinks now, into his mid-40s? Like, that's a little bit unfair <laughs> to, to assume that A-Rod can't do it at 37. 37 is not that old for a quarterback when you're an elite passer. He, he easily, easily has two, easily has two more years. So you should be able to say three, but let's just say, let's play it ultra safe. He easily has two more years of the same level of, of play, not like diminished. And he's figuring out new ways to, to be an old man in a, in a, in a kid's game. He literally could be a grown man for two more years and be as good as anybody else on the field. Um, I have no question about A-Rod. In, in terms of talent for 2021, let's 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 go year to time. You want to take a year, take it one year at a time. That's fine too. Um, dynasty wise, yeah, I mean you're not going to draft them probably where you draft them in redraft. Play simple as a yawn. Plain and simple. It's just there. His he has two different values: one in dynasty, one in redraft. But I honestly think people don't give him enough value in dynasty because i mean crap he he's you know two years is a longer time that people give credit if you're in a dynasty league and you're focused on freaking four and six years down the road in a league that might have a 50 50 shot at surviving the next two or three years because dynasty leagues crumble so fast they crumble as, as fast as nate robinson on a boxing uh, uh in a boxing ring then like you're worried about four and five, six years down the road, like live for one to two years in dynasty. Don't, don't focus so much on having everybody be under the age of 22 years old. And, and then you're fighting for second place, your entire existence in that league. You know, it's like, good job. Everybody, everybody can barely drink on your team. You did a fantastic job accumulating that young talent, you know, <laughs> you know, but what good is it when you're fighting for second place? Because, You've overlooked the now so much and the talent that, that literally did have as much value as A-Rod, you know, versus, uh, you know, if you take A-Rod over Herbert right now. Like, let's say you just, I, of course, I would draft Herbert over A-Rod. But if you're going to go to the ends of the earth to make the swap because you're so devastatedly worried about A-Rod's older age and the fact that A-Rod has only two years left to three years left, and you're freaking out about it, and you're going to give up the world to do that swap. You're missing out on two years of a guy that can play just as good as Justin Herbert and not have to lose any of that now value that you're about to give up to make this quarterback swap. Or in a case where you're going to acquire a quarterback, try and get A-Rod and build it another spot. I mean, that's the that's strategy for me. I, I was pumping the A-Rod stock all offseason last year when he was an eighth to twelfth round pick, which was ridiculous. Everyone doubting this guy entering 36 years old, uh, his 36-year-old season last year. And it, it was just, I was just up in arms about it. Like, why is A-Rod sitting in the ninth round? And he just continued to sit there and everybody continued to crap on him. He's done. He looked like crap last year. 
A-Rod doesn't have it anymore. Like the, the most, you know, uh, horrible analysis over and over by so many people that just kept regurgitating the same information over and over by people ripping on A-Rod that he, that he didn't look the same. What do you mean didn't look the same? Where did people even get that? Where did people even get that? It, it's it's head scratchingly moronic, and and you know Brady Brady has the feel at his forty at his mid forty age of a guy that yeah he could fall off. That's why we take it one year at a time with Brady. Okay, you know he he did he's a leader he's a winner. You know he didn't exactly throw three ints right last last week um, in his his conference championship game <laughs> and you know he looked good and he looked bad like he feels like a guy could flip at any moment you know like the pancakes burning we're gonna have to flip this pancake. It's, it's almost there like could it go another couple seconds another couple seasons yes it could it could but it could flip at any moment and and so that's how brady feels like going into next year i i, I understand if people put Brady at the same space and place and slot of concern that people had A-Rod in last year, but I don't really understand it for A-Rod because he's not even close to that place and time. Whatever. Whatever. It, 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 it's only a, to our advantage. It's only, only to the advantage of people that, that know what time it is. So, uh, on the topic of quarterbacks, because we're I'm on some random vendor here, you know Herbert is going to be good, but let's not like let's <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Herbert Herbert has the chance to be, you know, I don't think he's got a lot of bust factor either. He has a chance, especially as the Chargers improve. Imagine if they draft. Uh, I know everyone's going to say you can't because you own Hunter Henry, but imagine if they draft Kyle Pitts. Imagine if they draft, uh, you know, an offensive weapon to pair up with uh, with Keenan Allen, and 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 imagine if they somehow get a deal on a running back. I know that's not going to make Eckler owners happy, I'm, but I'm merely trying to paint a picture of security to surround Herbert with because Eckler, you know, Eckler. Keep in mind before you rip on me for saying, well, what if they drafted a between the tackles running back? Keep in mind that Eckler's best value was when he was sharing carries. Eckler's best value was when he was a potential 100-catch wide receiver and, you know, 450 yards on the ground running with a double-digit touchdown potential. Keep in mind, that's what that means when you give Eckler a bunch of room to run, less focused by defensive game planning, and, and Eckler gets to go wild in the wide receiver in, in the receiving department. And we don't know if Herbert's going to, because when Herbert emerged, Eckler was hurt. So, you know, everyone's like, Eckler has no quarterback walking into 2020. Oh, my God. It's Taylor, Tyrod Taylor. This Eckler's not going to get uh, any room to run because there's going to be no passing attack. Like, no one no one saw Herbert coming out of, of not nowhere because he was you know, a good rookie prospect. But, um, you know, everyone was like, okay, we don't know what to expect, expect with him. It'll take him several years to get going. Uh, you know, so then Eckler gets hurt. Herbert comes in, looks amazing right away. He's like goat status to so many people right away. 
And then Eckler's like, everyone's like, wait a minute, Eckler's still on this team. When he comes back, he's going to have a quarterback? It was like Christmas. And we haven't quite seen them jive the way they could with the whole offseason of preparing together um, in that, in that you know, under center and in that backfield. It's going to be quite interesting to see how Eckler potentially re-evolves into a PPR monster um, like, like before. Herbert might look to him constantly. Like, keep in mind, Eckler's success over the years without with Rivers and, and without, uh, you, you know, turning into the running back, the running back heavy type of player that he's been, you know, asked to be in 2021 or that he was asked to be. Like, Eckler, that wasn't all Eckler's design. Like, Eckler didn't just make himself a 90 to 100 catch receiver. His quarterback leaned on him. And the team game planned around that. Now, when you have Tyrod Taylor and you don't have a quarterback in place, yeah, you're going to utilize, and Gordon's gone, you're going to utilize your running back different. You're going to realize and be honest with yourself and saying that, okay, you know, we don't think we can target Eckler like we used to. We don't have Rivers here. So let's utilize Eckler, especially with the opportunity of Gordon being gone. Let's utilize Eckler between the tackles and make him into a full-time running back versus a part-time running back and full-time wide receiver. Like, so, you know, don't don't think that Eckler was responsible for all that. If you think that Herbert can't be told or shaped into being a, a, a quarterback that, that looks to the running back 10,000 times more than the average running back gets looked at by his quarterback, if you think that Herbert can't be molded into that type of thinker, or, or utilizer, you're not, you're not understanding things. Like I, I, I can help you still, but it's getting harder. <laughs> Herbert can turn into that, and Herbert can deliver the football to the tune of seventy to eighty, you know, receptions at a minimum. Uh, it can turn Eckler into that type of player. I, I'm really, really excited about Eckler. Um, I think people are overdrafting him, though. I think a safe place to grab him is at least middle of the second round, right around that that place. I think when you grab Eckler at 10, 11, 12, you're just not packaging in a lot of risk at all. And it's not that I don't think that that could work out still. It could. Like, Eckler at 12 still could work out. No, no doubt about it. It comes down to the safer options that are sitting there at 12. You know, it's kind of like, you know, stock market. You know, sitting, like, is, is the, the Dogecoin a good 12 overall selection if you're drafting these coins, uh, you know, or, or is another altcoin like Litecoin, uh, if you guys do crypt- cryptocurrency, uh, you know, okay, yeah, Doge, Doge has some potential, even though it's it's based on a bunch of craziness. But you don't take it over the Litecoin? You don't take it over the, you don't take it over Uni? So, like, you don't draft Eckler over DK, I don't think. Ridley. Um, there, there's, a, there's a handful of wide receivers that will be available at that 12, 13, 14 overall pick that are just way safer. It's way safer options than Eckler. There are a couple running backs that could fall there that are that are potentially safer too. But it's really wide receiver season right in the 11 or 10 to 14 range. So... Uh, you know, not about hating Eckler, 
It's about placing them in the right spot, giving them the right value, making the right decisions. Don't, I'm tired. I keep yawning. It's about making the right decisions at every turn and, 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 and playing the odds game. Like just like good fantasy owners, you know, they play in good fantasy owners play in more than one league. Let's, let's, let's be real. Okay. Cause you realize a, you can win multiple leagues and make money each year. And you know, even if it's, if it's your, your side hustle in a sense, you know, a good fantasy owner plays it in more than one league or a, a league fantasy football player. So, and if you are a good one or an elite player and you do play in one, I'm not trying to insult you. You're an outlier. But my point being is that a good fantasy owner knows when to just try and be patient. You know, just like a stock, like an investor, a guy buying Bitcoin right now isn't so panicked looking at the Bitcoin and, and, it, and Bitcoin's at 30 6,000 and it goes to 36,5. Damn it, I need to get in. Like a patient, good cryptocurrency investor is not even worried about fluctuation and they'll buy it, you know, at 36,5 instead of 36,000 without even like worrying about it or letting it bother them that it went up $500. They're just making smart decisions at the right times when there's buy opportunity time. And so, the same thing, if you use that and apply it to finishing football. The good fantasy owner isn't looking at Eckler and going, oh, my God, I want Eckler so bad this year. I'm just going to take him to 12. Like a good owner is going, you know what? I got three leagues. I got four leagues. I'm going to take Eckler at the right spot, maximize that value, minimize that risk. And if I miss out on him, I'm moving on to the best choice available for me. DK Metcalf's a better choice or Ridley's a better choice or Justin Jefferson even, depending on your build, is better at this point. I'm going to take that player, and, and and I'll get Eckler. Eckler will fall to me in a league. I'm not going to panic or force it on onto a team. That's a good fantasy owner right there. That's how you should approach every single draft selection you have. You don't just force people on because, oh, well, I don't have another chance to get him in another league, and you draft somebody way too high. You know, that'd be like Acres. Acres, I'm, I'm getting on board uh, and, be, and warming up the Acres because not so much because I think – you know, there wasn't reason to doubt him last year. I, I believe I was right in avoiding him last year. You know, did he turn it on here and there? Sure. But but it, people are drafting Acres pretty high. And if you drafted Acres, you were very disappointed overall in his value. So, um, you know, I, I just because I'm warming up to him now doesn't mean I was wrong about Acres in 2020. I, I, I believe there's a lot of players that, that, that disappointed. Rookie running backs... It's going to be interesting to watch this this sophomore rookie run, or sophomore running back class last year's rookies and see how they develop. How does Clyde develop? How does obviously Taylor develop? How does Acres develop? It's going to be an interesting group to watch and monitor. Um, J.K. Dobbins. There, there's a lot of talent here. A lot of talent. A lot of potential top ten running back talent um, from from this this crew. But Acres, uh, I'm warming up to because the volume's there. I still worry a tiny bit about his play style and and how it can lead to injury. But uh, that can be changed and, and coached. And as long as the volume is there and the volume is clearly there, it's it's Acres time. It's the Acres show should be starting in 2021. But you gotta be smart about it and not draft him like I just described, where you're like, uh, I gotta have Acres. His ADP's at 18, but I only have this pick here at 12. I'm just taking him. Like you're you're literally. I, like, I get it. If you believe in him and you want your guy, you want your guy. Like, I understand. If you play in one league, I, I get it. 
and and sometimes it's about fun, not so much about you know treating this like a business. If you're just playing your league for fun and you want to have fun every Sunday watching Acres, like by all means, I'm not I'm not ripping on that thinking. But if you feel like you're trying to run this like a GM and you want to be the best owner you have, you're taking it seriously. You're trying to improve upon your style of play as a fantasy owner. And you want to you want to be an amazing, the best GM there is. You want to seriously mold yourself into the best GM ever in fantasy football. <laughs> then you need to understand that you got to do what I'm describing where you say to yourself, okay, who's the best pick? And, and, and I'm not going to force guys into spots where they don't belong just to own them. I'm not going to do it. That's how you got to approach it. And that's why Acres falls to me in the, to the you know, mid to late second round, which is still very respectable. And he can dominate from that spot. Guys, get over to smitty1.com. Get your uh, uh, fantasy news for me at sleeperu.com, which you can find at smitty1.com, the link. And you can find my Discord. Everything Smitty at Smitty1.com. Get on over there. Join my Discord. Join it. It's the best. It's the best.